Time for Tea with Makita is a podcast about redefining self-care. It's about looking at every aspect of our life from music, career, family and relationships and everything in between. It's about spilling tea on those conversations that sometimes are hard to have with other people. Well, we're not ashamed to have those conversations right here. So join me as I spill tea on every topic you ever thought about, talked about, or whispered about. Hey, y'all, it's definitely time for some tea. Hey, it's Makita, and I'm spilling a little tea. Are you thinking about starting a podcast? Then let Buzzsprout help you get started. It's easy, fun, and best of all, you can start for free. Buzzsprout can help you get your message out to all the major podcast channels, as well as give you tips to help you make your podcast a success. Click on the link below or go to buzzsprout.com to get started and join over a thousand podcasters just like me who are already using Buzzsprout. And that's the tea. Welcome back to Time for Tea with Makita. Today, we are going to be spilling some hot tea with health, life, and nutrition coach, Trish, who is going to be telling us all about gut health and digestion. And I don't know about you guys, but that's a topic that I need the most help in. So Trish, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat about gut health. Yes, I am too, because this is like, well, we'll get into that later, but <laughs> tell me, a little, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I go by the feel good gut coach. Cause I just want to help people feel good. Like that's my cliche in life. That's my motto. Um, but really I set on this mission to help people feel good in their gut because of my own struggles with IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, just kind of general gut and digestive issues in my early twenties. And I'd go to doctors and they'd kind of be like, you know what? Most young women have IBS almost like you kind of have to deal with it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't think that's true. And I don't think that's, that's fair. Right. I really feel like there are things that I can do to better my health because I realized that not only was my digestion all out of whack, but my energy and my skin and the way I was sleeping and I had joint pain. And I, I really, realized as I started to study the gut that it all came down to how optimal my digestion was and my gut health overall. So I really um, just went on this mission to learn as much as I can about gut health. And of course, that's now what I help other people with. Yes. So I have actually looked into, you have this great program on your website. That's like a free downloadable guide that like gives people like tips and things that they can do like right now to help kind of get their gut, you know, you know, feeling better. So yeah, how, like, and I know that you started off, you know, you had your own issues, you know, but you know, what brought you in, like, what made you go into coaching and be like, you know what, Yeah, more people need to know, like how to fix this problem, not just for me, but I need to share this with everyone. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that question because I feel like what had happened was I wasn't really getting, I was starting to make some lifestyle changes, right? Of course I was first going to food and nutrition and I realized that I had food sensitivities and like things like gluten intolerance and I was lactose intolerant and there were just some food changes that I had to make, but it was so freaking hard to do on my own. It was so Mm -hmm. hard to know what to eat. It was just a lot of trial and error. And there were a lot of people in my life, even if they were kind of like, yeah, I get it. They didn't really fully get it. It was really, it was really tough to go alone. So really I want to just streamline that process for people. I'm an optimist, but I'm also a realist. And I like to tell people like, I'm not going to say that like you work with me and in a week it's all figured out. Like it is still going to be a process of trial and error, but it's so helpful when you have someone like when I finally hired my own coach and my own nutritionist, things just shifted for me so much quicker and with more ease than when I was struggling like on my own and just like Google, right? (laughs) Because I wasn't really getting clear answers and it was more confusing. So I really decided to become a coach to give people curated information that was actionable to just kind of streamline that process of making a transition to a gut healthy lifestyle, again, with less stress and hopefully more ease and comfort. Well, I like the fact that you actually got a coach yourself, you know, People don't realize like I'm a nurse and people think like I have all the answers. I don't, (laughs) I should know more about, you know, how to take care of my gut health, but like you do need like someone to kind of guide you along the way and to get, I think getting started to understanding like how to like, cause like you said, it's hard to like cut out things and I love ice cream and I know I shouldn't have it, but you know, It's, it's, it's so hard to like know what to do, know where to start, but also like as a coach, that's what I realized. It was so helpful. I've had multiple coaches and it's just so helpful to bounce ideas off of. And you come out of a session with greater clarity rather than more confusion, which can easily happen when we're stuck in our own heads. And, you know, we can beat ourselves up about things like the bowl of ice cream and the things that we like, but don't want to give up. But when you have someone who can help you work through your goals, how you really want them, how you can do them with ease, but also give yourself a little grace. The process just becomes so much easier. So, um, you know, I still struggle with those things and I always tap into my coaching friends and my, my tools and community to be like, okay, how can I, so I just feel my, my best while still enjoying life. Definitely. Now, a lot of people, they understand that they have gut issues and surprisingly there are more people Americans that deal with gut issues but they don't really realize like how it affects everything your digestion like kind of tell everyone like how important your gut health is and how important that digestion process really is and how it affects so many different things yeah absolutely so first off like digestion is this whole process from like food. It starts with like our chewing in our mouth and down our esophagus to the acid in our stomach, then through our intestines. And then, you know, out the other end (laughs) and throughout this process, I won't go too graphic there, but throughout this whole process, really digestion is meant to assimilate nutrients from your food. So if you're not optimally digesting food and you maybe have something like 
leaky gut, for example, or irritable bowel syndrome, and you have diarrhea or constipation and food just isn't running through your digestive system quickly and efficiently that, or, you know, at, at a possible, at a good pace, I should say, because some people it's too quick. <laughs> but <laughs> essentially what happens is it doesn't matter how healthy you're eating or it doesn't always matter what you're eating if you're not actually assimilating those nutrients, which we know contribute to like how healthy our skin is, how much energy we have and other health concerns. But the other main part besides that digestion is the gut specifically. So I say gut health and like usually I'm talking about this whole thing of digestion, but really our gut is our colon our intestines and in our gut is something called the microbiome and this is a collection of bacteria viruses and fungi that hopefully are in like a really balanced environment where there's some good bugs and some bad bugs we want enough good bugs to fight off the bad bugs <laughs> and essentially the good bugs are microbiome microbiome is like our immune system. About 70% of our immune cells to fight off infections are within our gut. So what happens when we have an unbalanced gut and maybe more of the bad bacteria is growing over, that's where we're going to really experience issues with digestion. We're going to experience headaches. We might experience issues with weight where we are holding on to weight. We're not able to lose it, or we are you know, chronically underweight. So our microbiome is one of the keys to like how our gut affects so much of the other areas of our health. And the last part that I'll say about this microbiome is that it holds certain neurotransmitters and hormones. And one that's really big is serotonin. Serotonin mm -hmm. is responsible for our mood, our sleep, our appetite. It's really known as one of our happy hormones. When it's out of whack, we have mental health concerns like anxiety or depression. And about 95% of our serotonin is in our gut, not our brain. Only 5% is really stored within our brain. So that means our mental health, which is just as important as our physical health, really is impacted by our gut as well. Wow, that that is a lot of good information because I don't think people realize that if your gut health is off, like it really does affect how you feel and how good a sleep you get at night because I've heard people always be like, you know, I just feel kind of, you know, not myself. And then they start complaining of stomach issues and it's like, yeah, what did you eat? <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like the sleep is a huge one too. Like, first of all, if we're not digesting, it's going to keep not digesting well, it's going to keep us up at night, but melatonin, one of our hormones for sleep is also housed in our gut as well. So all these things, like our body is so wonderfully interconnected. It's almost like I say the perfect storm. <laughs> if things are in alignment with our gut, we really, the rest of our health is pretty, pretty top, top notch, but you know, if things get out of whack, it's like the perfect storm and we can have sleep issues, mood issues, weight issues, the whole nine yards. And skin issues because, you know, you have breakouts and those oh, things yeah. are not. <laughs> oh my gosh. That was one of my biggest things. And, and the truth is I still eat dairy from time to time. I don't think, I don't always believe in complete restriction of foods, but you know, I'm a little bit lactose intolerant, so I don't eat dairy a ton because it really messes with my stomach. But I always say <laughs> one of the other main reasons I'd stay away from dairy is because I break out like crazy once I have dairy, uh, totally affects my skin because my digestive system just really can't process it. And other issues, not only acne, but 
rosacea and eczema. I kind of had this unidentified skin rash. Like it wasn't red, but it was so itchy. And the doctor was like, I don't even know what that is, but you know, here's a little, a little ointment. And once <laughs> I got rid of certain foods like gluten and dairy, it cleared right up. <laughs> so it's totally an indicator that our gut is, you know, plays a huge role in our skin. It does. Is there like, do you do like um, elimination for people? Like tell them like, you know, to eliminate certain foods when they get started or, you know, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Elimination diets are a great tool. And that's often where I'll start with my clients. Um, It depends. Like some clients will come in and maybe they've already done a lot of elimination. Um, Maybe they already know they're lactose intolerant or gluten intolerant or sugar affects them. But if I have a client who's brand new, who wants to maybe do a reset cleanse with me, that's something that I usually do for like a month or three weeks with clients Mm -hmm. where it's like, let's start with a clean, fresh slate. We're going to start with whole food. We're going to get rid of some of the bigger indicators, dairy, sugar, maybe gluten, and maybe other processed things like soy. Um, But I try and take a very personalized approach. It's not one size fits all. I'll have some clients, I truly believe our intuition plays a role here too, because our gut is kind of responsible for that, where they'll be telling me, they'll they'll be like, you know what, I think I can have dairy, but I honestly think it's the nuts that are upsetting me. And we make these certain tweaks over time. And then we find that, yeah, lactose intolerance in common, but guess what? You can have dairy. It's not one (laughs) size fits all. Definitely don't like to promote that. Like everyone has to get rid of dairy or gluten or all these things, but it is great to start with a basis of like, whole clean foods, then you slowly add some foods back in and see what your body can tolerate. And that's really kind of how you find um, an eating plan that really works for you. So I absolutely love doing that with clients because it's always like a fun little puzzle game. Because again, you know, nutrition is different for everybody. That's true. I think I went on this little, um, I did a two week challenge where I cut out um, sugar and I didn't, well, Hold on. Let me take that back. I didn't cut out sugar. I cut out processed foods, but in turn, like that included like my chips. And most sugar. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's going to be most sugar. Sure. Yeah. I cut out all those things and I did it because, well, I, I did it because I was like doing like this promotional thing, like, but I ended up finding out that I was, um, gluten intolerant mm-hmm. and I had all this bloating and like gas that was really bothering me. And and then after I started like cutting out all these things, these certain foods that have these ingredients in it, and it's like sugar, like things high in sugar does not like me. So it was just like a, I didn't uh, do it to find out, but in the end, I found out so much more about my body and what worked that it was like a light bulb, like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's so beautiful that you did that. And it's it's so funny. It's a similar experience for me. I think it can sound daunting, like, oh, I don't want to get rid of foods and sugar and stuff. But for me, it was like a veil lifted. Like I was in this haze and I remember a friend had told me, they're like, maybe it's gluten. And I'm like, no, no, I eat bread every single day. <laughs> Little did I know when I took out the bread every single day, I, I typically share my story really isn't one of weight loss. I was actually um, more underweight when I was, was having my gut issues. I was kind of chronically underweight. I was eating a ton, but I wasn't putting on weight, but I ended up dropping two pant sizes after I got rid of gluten. And that's only because it was 100% bloat. I didn't realize that I could actually have a flat stomach. I was like, 
oh my gosh, is this what my stomach's supposed to be like? Because basically I was like, had this little mini pregnancy belly for years without even realizing it. And then when I would eat gluten again, I'd get that gassy, like pregnancy belly, I'd blow up like a balloon. And for me, it just wasn't worth it. And actually I realized how much lighter I could feel throughout my day and more energized. And it felt so good um, when I found that out for myself. I'm glad that you mentioned that too, because you, when your, your gut is healthy, you do have so much more energy, like, and you feel so much better. Like overall, you're not at, I know that when I eat in certain things, I can, that my gut doesn't necessarily like care for that takes more time to process. I feel more sluggish. I feel more like <sighs> drained and we all get that afternoon slump and we're just like, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then and the belly starts to bloat and swell. Like you said, that little pregnancy belly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think these are the things that we can like, honestly, in some ways, I feel like our culture can just promote these things as being normal. Like, eh, we're all bloated. We're all tired and fatigued. Deal with it. You know, that's what coffee is for and this and that. And it's like, sometimes you really don't realize how bad you feel or how much better you can feel until you feel better. And these things that sound small, like, oh, I'm sluggish, I'm fatigued, can actually make a huge difference in your life, like your energy and how much you can do physically, but also mentally and emotionally, you feel better. And And really, it's sometimes these simple shifts that have really huge effects. Most people that I talk to that talk about their gut, it's either like you mentioned some IBS issues or a lot of constipation issues, Mm -hmm. you know, and those are like the biggest like people are like, you know, my stomach hurts all the time. You know, I I go between, you know, like. So I know you've dealt with IBS. Can you kind of like let everyone know like what IBS is and some of the symptoms and... Yeah, absolutely. So um, IBS stands for irritable bowel syndrome, and it's just that. It's a syndrome, meaning it's not really a condition that you treat or cure, and it's still being studied, but we essentially give the label IBS to any sort of digestive concerns and some of these like external gut issues as well. So it usually has to do with your bowel movements. So we can have (laughs) IBS-C for constipation, IBS-D for diarrhea, IBS-Mix, the wonderful mix that I had. (laughs) Sometimes I'll tell clients, you know, I have clients who are all constipation, all diarrhea, and I'm like, I can feel for you a little bit. I can't fully feel, but I've had a little bit of both. And, you know, I was having having like some days it would be like little pellets, stone pellets in the morning. And then it'd be like a loose stool in the afternoon. And it's just usually also characterized by discomfort, maybe urgency, maybe stomach aches, bloating. And then sometimes because essentially this means the gut isn't processing well and digestion's out of whack, you'll also have like the skin issues and the food sensitivities and the low energy. Um, But yeah, so we can kind of be characterized by either or constant patient diarrhea or mixed. And essentially, irritable syndrome, how I like to describe it is it's maybe not necessarily curable, but it's definitely manageable. So sometimes I like to say like, you know, once part of people will have IBS and it's actually an underlying issue that they need to solve. So maybe they think it's IBS, but it's actually a bacterial overgrowth. So small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO for short is 
responsible for about 80 cases of, or 80% of cases of IBS. So sometimes it's an infection or an overgrowth that needs to be taken care of. Sometimes it's just a really strong food sensitivity that once you figure out those foods, then you're pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. In other cases, IBS is something that you manage. And this is kind of like where I'm coming from. But when I tell people I have IBS, like it does not affect me on a daily basis because I've created a lifestyle around nutrition and stress management because stress is a huge causal factor here. And just other things like my sleep habits and my exercise habits and hydration that now my gut and my IBS is taken care of. However, I tell people that if I kind of went off this and I ate foods that were not good and I like went a couple of weeks with just going off all my habits, my IBS quote unquote, would come back because I'm not really managing it and taking care of myself as, you know, in the ways that I know I I can. That is great. And I love that, you know, you mentioned like how important like sleep was and and how beneficial Mm. that was. And as a coach, because you help people with this constantly, like tell us about your program. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that. That's wonderful. I have a program called the Feel Good Gut Program. And really, I, as a coach, help people with those lifestyle factors. So we're going to go in and we're going to look at your nutrition. I have um, nutrition and other factors. I like to say we kind of have a framework of mind, body, and wellness. Mm. So within the mind section, that is looking at your stress and not discounting how much your stress does affect your gut. And I can elaborate on that if you'd like, but this is really looking at our mental wellness and how we perceive things because that really does affect our gut. And it also affects how successful we're going to be with starting new habits. So that's a huge part of my coaching. The body section is a lot of that nutrition and the elimination diets and finding ways to nourish our body. And then wellness, those are all those other habits that we need to be really well overall. Like looking at how good our sleep is, how much are we hydrating? Are we getting out in the sun? How are our hormones? Like what are all these other pieces of the puzzle here? And then if I'm finding that a client, you know, is responding some to these lifestyle changes, but they really need some medical help from a doctor or a medical professional, then I'll make um, that warm handoff. But I just, I really enjoy working with clients on the day-to-day stuff. Sometimes clients come to me for this program because they've gone to doctors and the doctor says, you need to make this change, this change, this change. (laughs) Yes. How the heck do I do that? So then we work on like the day-to-day habits and choices you can make, um, you know, in order to make those changes for your health. So sometimes it's either or, and then sometimes clients just come to me, we work on the lifestyle and that's enough. And they feel fantastic by just changing their nutrition and their other habits. Yeah, people get really overwhelmed when they have like a thousand things to do. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Like the doctor can do some great diagnosing for you, like, you know, and and give you some great data, but then you're like, what do I do with that? And sometimes it can be so much more overwhelming. And again, like, you know, you would ask me prior, that's really why I became a coach. Cause for me, (laughs) it was a similar situation. I was like, man, how do I, how do I deal with this on uh, my own. So, you know, that's why I really love working in partnership with my clients. 
And not only that, you have like doctors are great. Like they are, like you said, diagnosing, but what you're offering people is more of that one-on-one, like it's designed based on them. It's not designed one size, you know, one size fit all. Like yeah. it's, it's based on your needs and what's going on in your life and kind of just making it personable, personable and manageable, something simple and easy that they can actually work into their everyday lives. Yeah, absolutely. I am all about as simple as possible with as much ease as possible. And if things are tough, cause like not everything is going to be so simple and rainbows and butterflies. Like I'm going to be honest, there's some tough stuff. I want to be that person that can support you, can cheer you on, but also be the accountability for when you're falling off track, because we are more likely to be successful when we see a coach, for example, on a weekly basis. And we check in during the week, then like the doctor that you see, what, once every three months, maybe (laughs) once a year. Right. So it's, it's really helpful um, to kind of have that guide. And yeah, absolutely. That's, that's what I do. So I appreciate that you, you totally get it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I definitely get it. And like I said, gut health is like one of the top things. It was a big um, subject in my house because my daughter has um, corcus, which is like an acne um, disorder. And one of the things that the the dermatologist told her is like to like, basically she was like, go vegan. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. A lot of the plant-based foods. Oh, it's so, so helpful for the skin. Oh yeah. Yes. So um, she's found that a little challenging, but when she does like follow through, like it makes like her skin, like it it brightens up and then her stomach issues clear up. So it's like a lot of things going on there that it's like, Hey, the universe is speaking to you. Exactly. (laughs) Right. Like you have, this makes sense, right? It's like, (laughs) this is the solution. It's not always easy. And you know, one thing I will say is I always like to tell my clients that like, we need to give ourselves grace. You might not always stick with it. Like you might fall off track and that's okay. Like you're not going to like go down this crazy slippery slope and then you'll never have clear skin again. But you know, then if you get back on track, you'll see how things clear up, how you feel better. Um, and you can always return to that. Yes, definitely. And what are some tips that people can do? Like, what can my audience like do to kind of get like a, a jump start, just a, a basic idea of how they can kind of get their gut health moving at least, you know, in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that is super simple, that's totally free, that's totally accessible, but I always like to tell people to start with is practicing a mindful meal. So mindfulness is essentially just being aware. Um, But this is so important for our meal times and our nutrition and the way we're eating in our digestion, because so often we eat so quickly, we scarf down food. And I say this as the biggest quickest eater ever. (laughs) I'm such a quick eater, so I constantly need this reminder. But this is helpful because no matter what you're eating, if you eat it too quickly, it is not going to be processed really efficiently. So you can have the healthiest kale salad or you can have pizza, but if you scarf it down and you bypass certain points in our digestive process, you're going to maybe have some bloat and gas. So if you can start with this first, you might find that some of your digestive distress and discomfort starts to heal on its own. So what happens when we look at our food and we appreciate it and we like, 
we maybe say a prayer, we, we express gratitude and we look at our food and we smell the smells and we notice all the colors and we take our first bite. In that stage, that is called the cephalic phase of digestion. Cephalic means head. So this is everything in our head before we even eat. And about 20% of our stomach acid is actually released in this cephalic stage. So our stomach acid helps break down our food. And a lot of times people are bypassing this and most people actually have low stomach acid. I think one of the big misconceptions about gut health is that we have over acid and acid and acids, but really <laughs> those just kind of like are a little band-aid for when we have like an acid reflux, but mm -hmm. usually we're not allowing our body to process enough acid. So that's that first step of a mindful meal. And then you start to chew your food. And instead of like scarfing it down in three bites, you chew about 20 to 30 bites per or 20 to 30 chews per bite of food. And you're starting to break that food down and your enzymes in your saliva start to break down sugars and carbs and they actually become sweeter and your body processes that more. And the last reason this is really helpful, a mindful meal is because you're likely to enjoy your meal more and be a little bit less stressed than when you're shoving food down really quickly and you're multitasking. And essentially when we're multitasking and we're stressed when we're eating, our digestive system actually shuts off. So our stress response is like an on off switch. We have our sympathetic and that's like our on stress response. Like we're ready to run away from the bear, fight it off <laughs> evolutionarily. That's when blood rushes away from our intestines to our appendages. So literally our digestion shuts down. Mm. Our parasympathetic is that off switch. That's where we're resting, we're digesting. So, so often people run through their day and they rush and they're stressed out. And then they wonder why they're having aches and pains at the end of the day. They have all this gas and bloating built up. And it's probably because you rushed, you didn't fully digest your food and all this process, this complex process. And then you also were stressed maybe. And it literally kind of shut down that digestive process. So kind of to sum up, I love, I'm a big advocate for the mindful meal, slow down, chew your food, appreciate it, try and be not as stressed when you're eating. And you might find that that actually is a great first step to helping your digestion. I will tell you that chewing your bites, you know, people will be like, oh my gosh, 20, 30 bites. But I do that. And I realize that once when I'm doing that, when I'm mindfully eating and chewing my food, those 20 to 30 bites. I get fuller and I don't eat as much as yes. food. <laughs> so it's like, oh my gosh, my body actually had time to like process and start that digestive process. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, that's something, that's another point here that like, um, you know, overeating is not only an issue with weight gain, it's an issue with digestive issues as well. And, you know, I shared a bit about my story that I was a little bit more underweight. So I thought I had to like shove all this food in my, in myself. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was actually overeating and my, my gut just didn't have time to process all the food that I was eating. And so that can cause a lot of digestive distress. And essentially what happens is when you slow down, we have natural hormones like leptin is our fullness hormone to tell our body to stop eating. But when we eat so quick, we like literally bypass that process. So you might find that you don't have to eat as much, right? Which prevents mm -hmm. that overeating, that bloating. So just like you said, absolutely. Like you find like, 
like, wow, I actually don't have to shove. I don't need dessert now. And I don't need a snack later because you're like getting the full experience and all the nutrition from your food, really. Yes, definitely. Yes. And you were also, so you were an executive contributor for the, the Brains Magazine. You did an article. I did. <laughs> I did. I've done a couple articles. I am an executive contributor for them. I just started this um, role of being a writer for this online magazine. And I did write one. Um, and I'm not sure if it's which one you read, but I wrote, I did write two. Um, and they were some of my top tips on digestion. So yeah, I'm happy to share that. Yes, that's that is so exciting. Like I was like, oh wow, that's amazing. <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah, you know, I was you know um, reached out about that position, and it's really really cool because um, I get to talk about things like gut health, which I think don't get a lot of attention. It's kind of like a personal development um, magazine, so it's really cool because. Um, yeah, I just like to write articles again that's kind of curated and simple because uh, I would find that I would just be on Google searching things and I would be overwhelmed as, as hell. <laughs> so yeah. I love being able to provide those like curated, curated articles with just simple tips. Yeah, and real life tips because like we, we live in the real world, you know? So like we have to make these things like understandable for most people and and easy to do like, Yes. You know, that's some of my biggest frustrations. Although I love, I love the health and wellness nutrition world. I get excited about it. Sometimes I get frustrated because, you know, you'll find these recipes that take two hours or things that just don't really fit in um, everyday life. And really I was a busy, busy professional who traveled a ton um, when I really had my gut issues and I was on the go a lot and I needed to find what worked with my life. And then coincidentally, a lot of the clients that started to come to me were also busy professionals with that lifestyle where they couldn't really spend a ton of time or couldn't really commit to like trying so many different things. So I really am a big advocate for things that are simple, that are actionable, that fit in your life. And it's like, Hey, if it isn't working trial and error, you don't need to do that thing, right? Find what works for you and what fits in your life. I'm a, I'm a huge advocate for that. So tell everyone if they're interested in learning more about like your coaching services and what you do and how you can help them where they can go. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that opportunity. You can go to my website, healthcoachingbytrish.com. Um, on there, you'll see my links for my Instagram, where I'm most active. That is at feelgoodgutgirl on Instagram. I'm just healthcoachingbytrish on Facebook. Um, and you know, one other thing that I'll say, the guide that you mentioned is a free gift that I love to give to any podcast that I guest on. So you can go to healthcoachingbytrish.com, my website, slash guide, and get my free feel-good gut guide, which is just a direct link to that, a really simple guide that will give you like a lot of different tips to get started with um, for your gut health. So I'd love to give that to you. And, you know, my contact information is also on there as well. Well, thank you for that. You have definitely spilled a lot of great tea on how we can improve our gut and digestion. 
And as well as, you know, to look at that in a way of self-care, because most people don't realize that gut health and how it makes you feel and everything all connects to self-care, taking care of your body, your nutrition, all of those things matter. Absolutely. They to- it is such a form of self-care to take care of your gut specifically. I really feel like it spills over into other areas of your life. Um, so you'll find that you're taking care of your mental health and your emotional health, but also everything that you do and that you're learning as a listener from this podcast on self-care does help your gut as well. Like don't discount all the things that you do just to feel good and take care of yourself. That is helping to nourish your gut as well. So yeah, I'm a huge advocate for that. And I was so excited to be here today to share about self-care and, you know, for gut health. So thank you. Well, thank you for joining us for keeping the tea hot. We have enjoyed having you on here to spill so much delicious tea. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Yes. And everyone do not forget if you want to know more about what Trish is up to go to health, coachingbytrish.com. Like she says, she has a lot of free stuff that's available for you to get started. And you can also, when you go on there, you can follow her links. You can follow on Instagram. All that stuff is free and ready for you. I don't know about you, but my gut feels better already. Trish just serves some hot, delicious tea on ways you can start having a healthy gut today by doing three simple things. Slow down and relax and eat your food. Enjoy the scenery and eat mindfully. And the last thing was to chew your food 20 to 30 bites. You'll be surprised how you feel just by doing these three simple things. Now, if you want to connect with Trish, please go to healthcoachingbytrish.com where she is serving one-on-one individualized health coaching that is geared towards your needs while using a whole person approach. And while you're there, get your free gut guide. Now you can also follow her on Instagram at the feel good gut girl. And don't forget to check out her links below. Now we're going to move on to our tea of the week and what better way and what better tea than peppermint tea. It is great for nausea and some stomach problems that we may have. So this is an all natural peppermint tea with natural peppermint leaves and it has this cool refreshing taste that anyone will love. Now you can find this tea and many more of my tea blends at beautifullyunbalanced.com. Now, if you would like to have some topics discussed on Time for Tea with Makita, please email me. Give me your, your feedback. Go to timefortmakita at gmail.com and send it through. Now, that is all the tea that I have to serve today. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Join us again next week as we serve up more delicious tea. Until next time, namaste.